0: So I'd encourage and recommend the practice of walking meditation or walking in a contemplative way. Mm. Or if that's uh, not possible or suitable, at least uh, practicing with the eyes open, Mm. sense doors open. Mm. This is so we get to experience contact more decisively, more Uh, clearly Mm. Mm. so walking in a contemplative way is not quite the same as walking to get anywhere because that's not the point of it the point of it is to experience movement and to make the movement of the body as fluid and comfortable as possible Uh, so it's not jerking along, not slouching not twisted or hunched, but walking is if you're swimming you know, standing up a fluid walk because that provides the calming um, soothing aspect for chitta, just as breathing in and out does a rhythmic process Rhythm is soothing if it's a soothing rhythm so how fast you walk or how slow you walk is dependent on what meets your energies where they're at and brings them into a good balance achievement you might need to pick up Mm. you might need to slow down Mm. you might need to walk small paces longer paces try not to be just mechanical like a kind of wind-up clockwork walker Shuttles to and fro on a, on a meditation path. Uh, and you experience the body, how it walks, how it moves, its synergies, its connections between the legs and the back and the shoulders. And so, ideally, walking in a contemplative way is a kind of subtle. Massage exploration of the body's connectivity. Mm. Whereas when we think of it, we tend to think of walking as a leg, something legs do, or feet do. Mm. Mm. This is very common. The body's kind of cut cut in half. So you compound that. Just walk walk, beginning in your lower back, where the pelvis, top of the pelvis, and feel that lifting turning of the pelvis keep the leg light so if you're really aiming to lift and turn the pelvis and let the leg kind of trail out from the initial movement of the pelvis in the lower waist region then you get the flexing in the waist the abdomen the leg is light, it's not tense because we're not aiming to get anywhere just let it roll it out And then as it comes down, you feel the body sensing contact with the earth and then shifting its weight onto one leg, allows the other leg to be lifted. Lifting from the hip, lifting from the lower back. You turn. This rhythmic fluidity between the upper and lower body is what provides the calming, soothing, and holistic aspect. Have uh, jitter cultivation. So, you're not walking with our feet, walking with the whole body. And mm. so your shoulders angle to, to counterbalance the weight as you move along. It right? changes the torso, torso slightly turns. Mm. At least that's my advice because if it's not turning, what's happening? Legs are cut off, the body is somehow locked. Whenever the body's locked, tendency is then what occurs is energy goes up into the head. And we're thinking about walking, or trying to get it right, or trying to concentrate, or how long to do it for. So if your head is directing the walking, really it's the body sensing its environment. You can imagine in the time so the Buddha that didn't have nice smooth paved paths you're walking through a dirt floor mm. so feet are quite sensitive mm. whole body sensing its environment its immediate environment mm. and contact we feel space around us, we feel warmth or lack of it around us mm. we feel energy within us slow or reluctant or pushy and that's the way it seems internal world, external world seems like that, doesn't it? the internal world, the person lives in there doing the meditation External world around me, pleasant, unpleasant, beautiful, not very nice, long path, short path, external world. This is that the uh, sense consciousness does, divides the world, divides experience, the internal and external aspects. But we really abide in citta, means actually internal and external, slightly. They're dependent, you know, they're not realities, they're not independent realities. Mm. The internal world can be affected by the external world, can't it? Sunny day, lovely stroll, cold day, boo, <laughs> don't want to do this, or a mm. simple thing like that. The internal world can affect the external world. The external world our moods, our eagerness, lack of it, can make the world seem very difficult, hostile, or comfortable. The external world stimulates, affects, conditions the internal world. The internal world conditions affects the external world to be walking along, one can experience cold, difficult world out there other person, or agreeable trees shining light, space, rather pleasant (laughs) you see these are worlds, these two worlds are really very variable and uh, Interactive So eventually you just recognise whatever arises, internal, external changeable dependently arising, conditioned not something something that can be made solid therefore the clinging mechanism releases you can't make it solid, you can't make it exactly right you can't make it last, you can't make it stop you can't make it go away, you can't attain a final position in any of this to learn that, because most of our life, most of the time, is exactly what we're trying to do <laughs> carve out a position, this is bhava, becoming mm. In and, the uh, and course, it, it affects the, the physical environment, it's in my place. Um, I like it this way, more but more, obviously, it affects our social, de- social environment. I've got my position in the Sangha, in the monastery, it's there, whatever it is, I want to know that, fine. Safe in that. comfortable in there, okay in there, um, not. Rejected in that, accepted within that, oh you know, There's a constant search and then in meditation, can I get to that nice space, that state? Got it, I'm okay Searching this fixity And, uh, yeah. and so of course this in our lives is rather trivial can get obsessive about your meditation path, I guess. <laughs> Nobody else can walk on it. <laughs> People do get these obsessive tendencies in, in, uh, in monasteries because that's who you see it. it, seems so ridiculous to get, you know, fixated on my mug. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, my supply, my Safu. And yet, you know, so you see it, because it seems so absurd. Of course, it's playing out in much grosser and more uh, uh, damaging ways in the world in general. Territory, nationality, power, status, uh, defense policies, aggression, domination. Uh, The sense of interdependence is not understood. Mm. Dependent arising rising, and interdependence. Mm-hmm. 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 The whole Covid thing is, it really, you know, people say it's because of that, that, that. It came from China, it didn't come from China, it came from our <laughs> unchecked, abusive relationship to our fellow creatures. Uh, abusive, unchecked slaughter marketing of animals so that the pathogens transfer from the animals to the humans and we do that it was the same with SARS, MERS, AIDS, West Nile virus, all of it And we still don't get it because we want to have it we're not prepared to live in a non-abusive relationship so uh, we we support that We don't say we're being abusive, we just don't recognise other creatures as having any real, valid existence. Therefore there's no abuse because there's nothing else there. The internal world of our appetites and habits and obsessions means that other creatures don't even figure on the... in terms of that which is worthy or or valid or to be receptive to. And that's the way it works, you get this, this blots out Fixation on me and mine blots out the other We do it to creatures, we do it to other humans yeah. We do it to the past we, we, don't, we forget, we're not grateful, we blot that out mm. We don't own up to our faults and weaknesses and just shut it off we don't recognize the mind states that are prevalent in the present, are come from causes and conditions that were established in the past and therefore need to be addressed. Compassion leads skillfully. We're just trying to find a safe place, we won't be bothered by things. Be bothered, give me away from those things. Don't have experience contact. Real contact. I want to experience the internal well-being, how to surmount and suppress the external world. Or get away from it. Defend, barricade, look the other way. Let me do this their own habits. Just shrug it off. Yeah, That's done, finished. Mm. Because otherwise what happens? You go back to your internal habits and then you don't want to get judgmental and anguished and oh I wish I wasn't this, I wish I wasn't that. That's not that's not addressing you from chitta. Addressing from chitta is, is recognizing that was un um, that's why it was unskillful. Ah because it went there. Ah. And it gives rise to that. Uh-huh. And often we don't address it because we don't have a way to meet that it's going to a kind of numb state, helpless This is why the chitta does need to be replenished and strengthened where we have the grandeur, the dignity and the self-respect to be able to address with compassion and sensitivity yeah. the damage we cause to ourselves and others, have caused all the damage, damage has been done to us. And you feel it at that point of contact. So you're not just going through an abstract list of in 19 I did this, and in 2005 I did that, and I should never have said that, and they're like this, and they did this to me, and statistics. Just sensing what, what arises. Yeah. Because we're not looking at statistics, we're looking at what citta retains some things have already just not really there for me mm-hmm. so we want to keep open the chit chi- to see what's there walking meditation certainly does that because as you're walking along you know, in that more fluid, open medium it t- stuff, stuff, stuff comes up memories opinions, views and you think, oh, that's what staying open to that, not just contracting it, clamming down on it, dumping it, but I this just walked through and I get the energy of the body fluid, heart open, and responding with some kind of sense of sensitivity, clarity, goodwill, release, release. This is the way It's rather like you want to make the jitter So it's healthy enough to do that not just to, you know shrug it off It's rather like I use the image of if you want to take a thorn out of your foot you might put and it's been there for many years you put the foot in warm water the flesh softer sometimes then you can easily take it out because the flesh has opened up through the warmth mm-hmm. do this with your jitta. and placing something warm comfortable rhythmic fluid the jitta fibers open up ah there's that bit mm-hmm. let's have a look at that okay. notice what was there relinquish Mm. the regret, the self the the world that arises because what really is be experienced beneath the stories beneath the histories contact, feeling, craving craving to get rid of something craving to have something craving to be something else, wishing it wasn't there. Mm. Dumping, you know, forming worlds. You can find ourselves forming opinions about ourselves and others are. Ah, it's her fault. Right. Dumped. Nice. Fixed it. That's her. It's his fault. Dumped. Fixed it. Solid. It's my father's fault Mother's fault God's fault (laughs) And what are we doing? Creating something solid that we can then try to dump (laughs) You know, get rid of that uncomfortable feeling Uncomfortable memory It doesn't work, because you can do that for years Blaming yourself, blaming others do it for years and it doesn't doesn't take the thorn out. And you get to What's really being experienced is uncomfortable feeling, contact, and this arising volition, agitation, stirred. Let me get away. Stop. Want? Don't want. You work on releasing that that urge to get away to have, and this sankhāra, this activation. And how do you do that? Generally, well, you know, that's what we're practicing with. But, but often it's recommended, what you see is these more fluid qualities of so breathing is fluid, it's not a fixed point. It's a fluid rhythmic energy, walking is a fluid rhythmic energy. This gentle fluid fluidity helps to just soothe that agitation and that fixity loosens it. Loosens you know. it which I can be with the feeling rather than constantly in it. And it's often that just that stilling of the Sankara, calming of the Sankara of the agitation, stirring until we accept there is painful feeling. There is pleasant feeling. Yeah. And the um, beauty, of this is karma in a nutshell, really. You know, the feeling. If it activates, it's activation around it, then we're going to go. We're going to go back to that feeling again. You get the result. Contact, activation, agitation. You know, the result is you. You don't. The feeling is not released. It's just recycled. And in retreats, you can get these obsessive cycles where something starts off and it builds up and builds up and builds up and you go through these processes where some obsession from the past or the future or the present starts whirring away you know, the agitation stimulates more feeling, impressions, and it stimulates more it becomes obsessive and the mind gets gripped in it until you, you know, it's difficult to see out of it and some, basically something just kind of collapses But that catharsis isn't the way out either, because it comes back again. So we're looking at something much more cool and wise. So we have Phrases: liberation of citta and liberation of wisdom, or liberation by citta and liberation by wisdom. And um, not to get too technical, but um, the complete liberation by citta is, is really, you know, a formless states, and whereby these synergies, these activations. Don't occur. You know, there's nothing to occur, them occur in. But the more accessible degrees of liberation of chitta are liberation from greed, you know, some degree of liberation from greed, hatred, confusion, so there's a sense of a steady, competent, focused chitta, a good degree of uh, skillful faculties in the ears, enlightenment faculties liberation through wisdom occurs through healthy citta approaching contact mm, releasing contact doesn't mean what we might immediately think it's a don't contact, it means the point of contact does not stimulate this stirred agitation it's called ceasing So, for example, have one's eyes open, but not focused on anything. And then you say something strikes my eye. That's contact. You can have your ears open, listening, and some sound strikes the ear. That's contact. That's the arising of it. And then, what's a the bird? Mm. There's contact, mental contact. So you get auditory contact, mental contact that's a bird I wonder if they're hungry I'm going to put out some nuts and you get the activations of the mind and then I, birds Well, actually what arose was just hearing there was no at the very point of contact there's no external or internal it's just the experience of the arising of a phenomenon which is the mind picks it up, splits into two directions, the birds and me and then comes the shoot the bird or feed the bird <laughs> depending on your tendencies hmm. the world arises from contact the self arises from contact, it's not that there's somebody being contacted in the world of citta there's contact as contact happens the self and the world arise dependent upon contact mm. which the initial contact it's called patikapasa means something is disturbed hearing oh what's that? you can feel that, that stimulation and second kind of contact, mental contact Called naming contact, and Ivachanapasna, that's a bird. And then all the meanings that come up with that word. You know, cute little thing, furry, you know, feathers, pretty, hungry, cold, and then go feed the bird, or damn crow, shoot it. <laughs> yeah. So then the meanings, sanya, they trigger volitions, sankaras, Jitana, volitions. And therefore, this is kind of what occurs and the point of uh, meaning or impression gives rise to mental feeling. So, you only have two bases of feeling. The eye doesn't feel anything, the ear doesn't feel anything. Bases of feeling are the body, tactile, a hit and mental, mental feelings based upon sanya impression. That means bird, pleasant feeling. Well, that means you know noisy engine, unpleasant feeling. That means um, you know my friend, pleasant feeling. That means hostile stranger, unpleasant feeling. So these are feeling Sanya generates feeling feeling triggers volition volition stirs with the stirring of the volition the arising of a person who is stirred person who is stirred trying to act upon that stirring either to get rid of that which is stirred or to get hold of it or to run away from it or to whatever all the kind of psychologies arise when the world and the self have arisen yeah. and it goes on, it never ends because the sense fields occupy different domains it seems like it ends because oh, I got rid of the bird. that's fine totally comfortable now that's sorted, managed it if only it wasn't that draught coming through the window I'll be okay. Fix the draught. Right, that's okay. Apart from that, uh, what's that stain doing on the wall? I'll just get that fixed and then, oh, I just remember it's my cousin's birthday. I couldn't know, uh, And then, <laughs> so we don't recognize the same pattern just hops from one sense door to another sense door. And the sense pat the pattern is create a fixed reality which will not bother me which will be comfortable for me and it hops because we keep hitting the place of discomfort, dukkha. and that's swinging around and so someone who has resolutely found their place or continues to incline towards finding their place their real place Place of attention, the place of established jitta senses, or oh, stimulation. Let's just settle. Agitation. Oh, let's just settle. Feeling trapped. Oh, let's just relax. Feeling urgent. Let's sense out that experience in my body. And soothe. Not because these are wrong but the compulsiveness of it is the issue definitely not wrong there's no such thing as a bad feeling feelings are pleasant or unpleasant they're not bad they have no moral quality to them unpleasant feeling Hmm. yep But for one who searches for a fixed position, unpleasant feeling should definitely not be here. Therefore, agitation. Pleasant feeling. Oh yeah, this is great. This is really having a good time. <coughs> Comfortable. What happens with that? Really just spread that out and settle in it and really anchor that down and then you know, the holding on or or actually the present feeling no longer gives rise to the stimulation we've got used to it coming from the cold ah, oh, rain nice warm hall. sit down nice warm hall. pain in my leg people moving in out the door <laughs> you know you pick it up there's a sense when you find in your place jitta use the wisdom teachings is to recognize where does contact cease now once again this doesn't mean <laughs> we don't see anything it means that a rising of agitation doesn't occur or if it does occur we set, we move to that what's happening here and deal with it so it's brought to release Simuldayatini rolled up releasing, ceasing let it, let it swing back this is certainly uh, what walking meditation, in fact, is a good model, a good example, because it certainly occurs in sitting meditation, but most in sitting meditation we're dealing with like physical pain, or energy states, I'm dull, I'm sleeping, I'm agitated, or mind states. And uh, these are then uh, something you know, you can feel yourself locked in by it whereas the walking does give you that quality of a moving energy that's independent from thinking mind you know, it does support a nice rhythmic fluid energy more fully, more vigorously than breathing does breathing is more subtle, But even just sitting with your eyes open, and maintaining that spacious gaze so you're not going out externally, and you're not going in internally. One of the hindrances or one of the difficulties of sitting meditation is sit with your eyes closed, which I suppose most of us do most of the time. It can be... what can occur if you just go stuck internally? into the internally-generated world and uh, not necessarily in a wise, moderated way It can become obsessive and uh, stuck So we do need to have the space around the mental stuff emotional stuff, psychological stuff in order to ventilate it to find room for it to move, release, empty, cease, both for the immediate relief, but also for wisdom, to understand that was that, and it's gone, and it was dependent upon that, and there wasn't somebody in there being this, or being that, or was this, or could be that. It wasn't. It was just this bunged up, clogged sanya meaning, perception, agitation, which get impacted and held mm-hmm. in Jesus doesn't move in terms of space or time. It doesn't move up and down the path. It doesn't move. It doesn't live in Chitta or anywhere else. It lives in its karmic domain. And that's where it will continue to live, in its karmic domain, in its world of inherited causes, potential conditions, and habitual effects, habitual results, until he has done the work of understanding and releasing it from that this is wisdom so you have to kind of contact it with resources with resources there's always been the moderating teaching yes uh, certainly some jitter effects are extremely uh, Empowering and delightful powerful energies Mm, mm, mm. Wise teachers would say "Mm -hmm, don't get lost in it Use these to clear out what needs to be cleared so you can do real work of uh, getting yourself out of the cosmos or release from the cosmos. Cosmos is much bigger than our physical geography, the cosmos of our psychologies, psychic energies, you know, internal, external. There's a lot of stuff out there. Uh, and you can spend millennia trawling through all that, and you won't find the end of it in that. Mm-hmm. But in the ceasing of contact, then the cosmos does not arise. Mm-hmm. Imagine Chao, when he built the pulse of the hall at uh, what Bapong, he chose to have a, a walking Buddha. Mm. Walking Buddha is a part of the Buddha iconography, but by and large we tend to sit in Buddha. In a country like Britain, yeah, we tend to sit because it's warm and sheltered. And in monasteries you tend to sit because you've got a definite place to do it in. And... Uh, we can all get together a sense of group support but actually walking meditation at least as much as sitting in the forest monastery we'd be outside this room to do that of course it's more difficult if a person's living in a house in town therefore standing meditation the important thing is the element of it is to have that sense of internal, the external and how the citta, in the world of citta, both of those I'm not the internal you know, I'm not an external object in a the world There's the arising I can be moved by the sight of a dog suffering can cause me deep grief that arises in citta, grief inside of my beloved teacher rapture arises citta. A memory in my mind can make me feel deeply sad and depressed or it can make me feel confident and happy. There's no internal or external in the realm of citta those are just the appearances of it, the way we we term it. We're living in a world of cause and effect, of conditions that have the potential to arouse and stimulate. A wise person seeking their welfare we're well, certainly first of all inclined towards those skillful conditions which don't just feel good which certainly helps, but also nourish and strengthen so yeah, the pleasant feeling is good but the strengthening of firming up of non-distraction of confidence of focus these are the real lasting assets and with these you can find your place Mm -hmm. Jitta's place where it's upright and you walk that through experience checking, how is this touching me? Mm -hmm. The Bodh Monastery is again quite different from the Forest monasteries, community Mm -hmm. many Forest Monasteries, more solitude people don't like community I don't think not everybody doesn't like them, but it's certainly because it's high contact and the most significant thing of contact, is of course the impressions of other people of what we think other people think of us our speech our habits he really stir things up and poor charles pretty much deep end approach there you go <laughs> right in the midst of it <laughs> never let people get off on their own No point never let people live. never alone always something getting at you and that kind of, you know, stimulate you've got to work with this, you know uh, until you find that place for you find space find the space, stretch, stretch, find the space, find your not only the space, but also the firmness within you know it's not a firmness of a of a fixed idea. It's a firmness of a resolute. This is contact. Let's not get reactive. Feel reaction. You know how to cool it. Steady it. Use your body. Use your heart. Use goodwill. This is for your welfare. Really you like that in life it's very us. Very. Natural, I'd imagine, for many of us, myself included, to wish for the welfare of the monastery, wish for the welfare of the Sangha, wish for the welfare of the true Dhamma. These are good intentions. When it comes down to it, the advice is, if you seek your own welfare, the rest will follow. If you find your true welfare, then you'll be of benefit to the monastery, the Sangha, to the Dhamma. Get it that way round. Then you won't uh, get caught up in righteousness, in over-business, in carrying burdens of responsibility, in getting frustrated if things don't work, in endless criticisms and (laughs) worrying about this, that and the other. Get the priority. Things will then flow if you maintain an openness to contact the fruits of your practice are bound to emanate and suffuse the world around you. How could it be any other way? So let's take some time for direct practice.